0: Welcome to the Wisdom of the Womb podcast, your home for mind, body, and soul wellness for women. My name is Stephanie Adler. I'm a certified nutrition consultant, birth doula, and women's hormone and fertility expert. I've supported hundreds of women in having healthy cycles, healthy babies, and building a balanced foundation in their bodies and minds to set them up for a limitless life. Now it's your turn. I believe a woman reaches her full potential when she trusts the innate wisdom of her body, and that those women change the world. So if you're wanting to achieve hormone harmony, have boundless energy, optimize your fertility, live a holistically healthy life, and learn how to love and trust your body to become the well woman you know you are meant to be, you're in the right place. Join me for weekly wisdom on topics such as holistic hormone and gut health, fertility, mindfulness, birth, pregnancy, and beyond, and leave with actionable steps towards well womanhood. Thanks for pressing play today. I'm so excited for the magic we're going to create together. Let's dive in. Hello, podcast fam. So excited to be here with you today to open up about something that has been one of the most challenging elements of my health, especially in recent years, and to share my story and experience with healing my pelvic floor, which is very much still in in journey, in process, Um, my experience with painful bladder syndrome, um, or IC as it is sometimes referred to. And yeah, just to really talk about this, area of women's health that, I mean, I, as a practitioner of women's health was very in the dark about for a long time um, with my own body. And so just really hoping to one, provide some Education and knowledge for women who might be going through something similar, and also just to provide insight and inspiration to anyone who's on any healing journey about finding the right practitioners and like putting the pieces together. So, just really excited to be here to share this today. And I want to thank you for being here to listen and just to know that how much I love putting this podcast together and how much I love this work of educating women and connecting with you all as a community, it would mean the world to me if you enjoy this podcast to if you would be so kind to go and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or a rating anywhere that you are currently listening. Reviews go such a long way to help get this information in the hands and the ears of more women that need This knowledge, this wisdom. And uh, as, you know, women, the more we share, the stronger we all are. So it would mean the world to me if you take a second to pause and go over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review and maybe give us a five-star rating. And whenever you're ready, come back to this episode. So this journey for me, even though it actually starts probably when I was in high school. I'm going to first go back to July of 2021 and I remember it so vividly because it was right before 4th of July weekend and I was having just what felt like the worst UTI and I had had a history of recurrent UTIs, some of which I had addressed with antibiotics and some of which I hadn't. There will be more on that later. Um, In the story. And I remember at this time, I mean, I really don't want to be taking antibiotics, right? As a practitioner for women's hormones and gut health, I mean, I know how detrimental even one round of antibiotics can be. And of course, at the same time, you know, specifically when it comes to urinary tract infections, one that's actually one of the most common types of infections that have antibiotic resistance. So, another reason that I didn't want to take. As many antibiotics, um, and had a history of taking a lot of antibiotics for UTIs because they had been something that had been recurrent for me, um, but really trying to avoid that as much as possible. Um, but also having had had kidney infections before that I ended up in the hospital with was something that I also was trying to avoid. So I had been it was right before the Fourth of July weekend, and I had been at a event like two years prior where we had received a bunch of free samples. Like it was kind of like an influencer event and I had received a bunch of free samples for different things. And one of them was this at home, uh, UTI test. And so the premise was you could take, you know, a test, you basically peed on this stick and you logged it up to an app and it based on the colors and you know, would determine whether or not you might have a UTI. And then it would connect you with a virtual doctor who could interpret the results and make recommendations. So at the time I didn't have an OBGYN, actually still don't have an OBGYN. I, that's a story for another time, but don't really love um, that model of care, but I didn't have a midwife or anyone that I could see. I didn't have a primary care doctor. And so was really, stoked to have this test. So I did the test and there was no obvious bacterial infection, but there were these elevated white blood cells. And sometimes that can be indicative of a UTI, but not always. And so I remember it's like, you know, the Friday before this, what is going to be a long weekend when everything is going to be shut down, I wouldn't, you know, have a lot of support from medical care. And I'm on the phone with this doctor and he's like, listen, you know, you could go into another doctor and get another culture. The symptoms that you're describing, you know, definitely sound like a UTI. Like the, this test is a little bit inconclusive. And I remember saying to him, like, yes, I hear you. And it does feel like a UTI, but at the same time, you know, the symptoms I was having were like really frequent urination, but also the feeling of like sitting and trying to pee and nothing coming out or very little coming out. And it being very painful. And I remember like saying to him, like all of that is happening, but I'm also just having this like intense ache and pain at what feels like the top of my cervix. And it's like just something about that feels different. And him kind of just like brushing it off and being like, I don't know what that is. Like, do you want the antibiotics or not? Should I call in the prescription? And I called it in because. I was really just like, it's in so much discomfort and completely limited in terms of my mobility um, and didn't want to end up in the ER. And, but something about it just like, didn't sit right with me. And so over the next few weeks, as it, you know, got better, but not all the way better. I really started talking about it online. I started connecting with, you know, people who and was just kind of like, is this a pelvic floor thing? At the time I had a client who I had just finished working with, who was a pelvic floor physical therapist. And that was the, really the one of the first times I'd ever heard about pelvic floor physical therapy and what they do. And so I, you know, kind of connected with her and made an opportunity, like made an appointment to speak with her and was really just starting to explore more of like, well, what if these aren't UTIs? So I ended up connecting with this amazing client, shout out to Emily Mason, who is doing amazing work in the world. And she was basically like so generous in answering my questions and just helping me understand that, yeah. Like pelvic floor dysfunction can be Matt, like literally can have every single symptom of a UTI. The only one that it typically doesn't have is cloudy urine, but everything else a hundred percent could be that. And, you know, she recommended to me, like, I definitely reach out to a pelvic floor physical therapist in my area and just started giving me some really helpful resources. And it was so interesting because after I talked to her, all of the pieces, literally, of the past 15 years of my life started to fall into place. You know, I was just amazed at how many opportunities there would have been for me to receive support on this and how it just completely fell under the radar. And so backing up just a little bit, this particular incident around the 4th of July was sparked by our Peloton. So we had moved to Atlanta and our Peloton had been in storage, um, from April until June, I believe. And then in June, when we moved into our new apartment, I, we got our Peloton back and I started using it regularly. And this is when this issue started happening. And historically I had gotten UTIs, from spinning. And so I was like, oh, that's totally what this is. And then, you know, it had happened actually also earlier in the spring in March when we got our Peloton and I was riding it frequently. I remember, you know, just flushing with a lot of water, doing a lot of cranberry juice, doing all the things, getting off the bike. But like, I was having these like consistent UTIs that we now know are not UTIs from... (laughs) spinning and from that style of exercise was definitely a trigger for me. Also putting the pieces together. I had always, since I was a teenager, had pain with sex and looking back on it. I mean, I'm just so sad for young Stephanie thinking that that was just normal. And just, you know, I had received feedback from a lot of my partners, right? You have a really tight vagina. And there was a part of me that even thought that was a good thing, right? So I'm like sitting there doing my Kegels, <laughs> trying to make it, you know, like just to stay that way or to keep it that way when in reality, you know, approximately 30 to 50% of the time I was having intercourse, I was in pain. And you know, going back even further, I remembered when I was 18 and I was living in New York and I, over a summer and I had these recurrent urinary tract infections over the over a period of three months, I might have had what felt like 10 of them. And I mean, I think I was on like at least six rounds of antibiotics during that time um, and ended up being referred to a urologist. It was pretty crazy. I actually remember like the only appointment that I could get that would be within a few weeks, you know, that wasn't going to be like months down the line was in Coney Island. So I took a ferry like by myself, you know, on a Tuesday, I was like one of two people on this ferry uh, to Coney Island and uh, not Coney Island, my bad Staten Island, Um, you know, got off the ferry in Staten Island, figured out a cab situation, went to this urologist where he basically diagnosed me with painful bladder syndrome or interstitial cystitis. Um, But, you know, didn't formally diagnose me because at the time I didn't have health insurance. And he basically said, you know, the test is like pretty invasive and for it to be, you know, diagnostic for us to like get a final answer would cost you a lot of money but everything you're describing sounds like that to me gave me a pamphlet around certain foods I should eat and certain foods I shouldn't eat and sent me on my way and to be honest like i i mean i remember that and it was obviously something that was very traumatic for me in my life it was a really painful time i remember walking around new york and actually a girlfriend reminded me of this recently when we were talking about how in early pregnancy you just constantly need to pee um and how at the time you know i was basically living in Starbucks bathrooms because I would be walking around and, you know, have to go to the bathroom every two blocks. Fortunately, there was a Starbucks every two blocks and they were usually pretty generous about their bathroom policy, um, where a lot of places in New York are not. (laughs) So anyways, that was, um, it was a pretty traumatic experience, but, you know, around that time I started following the foods he told me to eat. And then it kind of went away and I just didn't think about it so much anymore. So all of the pieces just started to come together where I was like, I can't believe that I have spent the last 10 plus years having pain with intercourse, having these like you know, on and off periods of recurrent UTIs and just not really knowing what was going on. And it accumulated in this big flare, um, which, you know, is now how I define it, this big pelvic floor flare. And I had gotten so bad that I remember we were traveling to Seattle to spend time with my husband's family that summer. And after the plane ride, which was just so uncomfortable, like getting upstairs, you know, getting to their house, going upstairs and just sitting in a bath. And I was taking a bath pretty much every day because it was the only thing that was helping me. Um, And also just reminiscing on this a little bit, just how talking about how we had sort of started to realize this was a pelvic floor issue. Um, And I had set up an appointment to talk with my previous client. I had actually... (laughs) Also reached out to, um, initially when I was just like, I think this is maybe something with my pelvic floor. Even before I connected with this client, I just was feeling so desperate and didn't really know where to go and what to do that. I looked up, um, basically like a pelvic floor doctor, you know, like a urologist slash advanced gynecologist slash pelvic floor doctor And called them and had booked an appointment just because I knew that these appointments tend to take a long time. And so, um, but yeah, I remember getting, you know, and talking about it with my, my in-laws and everyone. And it was just being kind of such a taboo topic, like something that no one talked about, right. They were like, Oh, pelvic floor. You know, and I sit and talk with these people about birth all the time. Like I'm, you know, very open about that, but it was just an interesting observation to me about just how untalked about this topic was. Of course, after I talked with this client of mine who really recommended that I see a a physical therapist before going to see this doctor that I had spoken with, when I called the doctor back, I remember saying, you know, Hey, I want to cancel this appointment I have scheduled. And the woman on the phone asked me why. And I told her I was going to try physical therapy first. And her response to me was call us back when it doesn't work. Good luck and hung up and just feeling like, so one disillusioned with the whole system. That was just kind of like, I mean, I had obviously been in and out of doctors and seeking support for this over the past 10 years in different capacities. When I had UTIs, when I had been in college, when I was seeing that urologist and, you know, had been left with not any help. Um, so thought that was kind of interesting, but just, yeah, also like how separate these systems were. So anyways, I finally, uh, had decided like, I'm going to go to physical therapy, booked an appointment took a couple of weeks to get into the pelvis Pro in Atlanta um and like had no idea what to expect. And I remember getting to that first appointment and just crying and just being like, I am so like am I you know asking telling my story, everything from going to see that urologist getting this IC/ painful bladder diagnosis, kind of you know it wasn't formally diagnosed but was suggested by the way my sister has that diagnosis formally um which you know was kind of interesting that it, it just you know it ran in our family and um you know just telling her everything basically for the past 10 years and just crying and saying can you help me right so desperate to feel better i mean i was just so uncomfortable and in so much pain for for months at this point and you know, her saying, absolutely. Yeah, we can help you. And you're in the right place. And this is what's going on. And I started going to physical therapy there weekly and was eventually able to go a little bit less frequently. And I mean, I just remember having no idea what to expect, but they did a internal assessment on me and basically figured out that I have a hypertonic, so like a very tight pelvic floor. And that, that really tight pelvic floor was causing a lot of pelvic dysfunction for me, which was causing, um, stress on the system of my bladder around my bladder and just like the whole pelvic floor system. And really interesting, you know, I I was even talking a lot with my pelvic floor therapist about like, is the diagnosis of a painful bladder syndrome, like, Is it its own thing or is it really only pelvic floor dysfunction? There's some differing thoughts there, but over the next several months, I was really able to get this flare under control. I figured out some, you know, foods that were triggers for me, figured out how much stress was a trigger for me, really learned how to start breathing into my diaphragm, breathing into my pelvic floor, relaxing the pelvic floor in a way that I had just never been taught before. I learned how certain exercise was triggering me, um, but how to use a tool that they gave me called the wand, to, uh, release some of that tension at home, release some of that tension before intercourse. And I remember at one point during this healing process, having like from the beginning, you know, from like the first moment of penetration, completely pain-free sex and just like sobbing in joy, because even when I enjoyed sex, right. Which was more than 50%, 70% of the time, it usually took just like a little bit of extra time for my, for my muscles to relax. And just like having this like first time being like, wow, oh my goodness, this is, this is a game changer. Um, And it just really was one of the most transformative things. And I will say, I mean, I'm very much still on the journey. I have had flares since July 2021. I think I had one more significant flare that took me a few weeks to get out of and I've also had, you know, smaller moments where like I've been really stressed or upset about something and I've needed to really utilize my tools. There are things I do on a regular basis, child's pose, again those pelvic floor breathing exercises are so valuable for me, my wand, which is something that I should be more consistent with. Um and just different exercises and tools that I've picked up along the way. But I'm just so grateful for having gone down this path and know that the more I continue to give to this, give to my pelvis um, and my pelvic floor, the more it's going to give back to me. And it's been so beneficial to be seen during pregnancy um, before pregnancy. And then during pregnancy, and I just know how, much it's going to help me prepare for birth. Things that I've been doing with my pelvic floor therapist to help me prepare for birth are perennial stretching, um, which as someone with a very tight pelvic floor, which by the way is incredibly common, like most people think that they need to tighten their pelvic floor, but it is actually more likely that your pelvic floor is too tight. Um, and I highly recommend everyone go and get an assessment because of that. I mean, I wish I could go back and tell my younger self, stop doing the Kegels. Like cosmopolitan is wrong. It's just hurting you more things like sucking in my stomach, just like things that so many women are conditioned to do that are really bad for the pelvic floor. Um, So yeah, just really I'm learning a lot of those habits, but yeah. So like the perennial stretching has gotten me feeling so much more ready for birth. It's something I do in pelvic floor therapy. And now that my partner and I do at home every other day as well, most women are not, you know, accustomed to having something like the size of a head in our vagina. And so practicing what that feeling of stretching is like can help a lot of like the tightening up that will happen when you're just like, Whoa, that's intense, or at least I'm told. And then we do some like practice pushing. I'm really hoping to just wait for the fetal ejection reflex and let my body push the way, like, you know, kind of, uh, almost like a reflex, like, like almost like you're vomiting. Um, but it is something that I am doing to just like practice, utilizing those muscles in a, in a great way and just hopefully helping create less tight tissues so that I can open up more easily. And just something I'm so grateful to have found. I can't even imagine what this pregnancy would have been like in terms of discomfort if I hadn't found physical therapy. And so, yeah, this is you know, my pelvic floor healing journey and my experience with painful bladder syndrome, I have found, you know, like I said, certain foods like sparkling water is something that I have to do very much in moderation because that can trigger, trigger my bladder. And there are definitely a few things that I found over the years that work well for me and that don't, but really being consistent with the movement, the stretching, the breathing, the wand, And seeing a practitioner for myofascial internal release has been just amazing. And so, yeah, I'm really hopeful that someone here can just learn from my experience, whether the experience is going and getting a pelvic, you know, and what you learn from it is I'm going to go get a pelvic floor assessment and Hey, I have pain with sex too, or I feel like I get constant UTIs or I've been diagnosed with IC, but I've never done uh, but I've never done physical therapy Uh, or if the lesson learned here is just that something that felt so big and scary and that I had no idea how to approach has become something that I feel really confident in my body's ability to heal and, and really confident in my practitioners and the tools that I've been given. And that I really believe healing is possible in this way for me. And I believe that it is for anything that you're dealing with as well. So next episode, we're actually going to have my first physical therapist, my first um, pelvic floor PT, who made such a difference in my journey on. So you can learn more about, if you might need pelvic floor support, we're going to talk about things that everyone can be doing to support their pelvic floor, things that a lot of women are myths that a lot of women have about their pelvic floor, what kind of conditions benefit from pelvic floor physical therapy, and just so much more. So I hope you tune in for that as well. Um, We additionally, yeah, I just think it's so important. Oh, I'm bringing in an expert to talk about it in Well Woman Collective, starting in the cohort that's currently running. It's just so so important. So here to just spread the word, talk more about it and really share for the first time publicly and vulnerably about my experience. So thank you for listening. I would love to hear from you if this is resonating and please send me a message on Instagram. My um handle is always in the show notes. I'd love to hear your experience if you've gone to pelvic floor physical therapy, if you're interested in it, if you have any questions for me about my journey. Please, please reach out. And lots of love and health until next time.